This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of the Talk of Music City Real Estate, where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. And I am Jason Hoover, standing in for the one and only Carrie and only. With, of CMG <laughs> Financial and my mortgage team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. You can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions that talk musiccity.com. All right, Jason Hoover in in those amazing shoes of Miss Carrie Ann Sear (laughs) of CMG Financial. Oh man. Oh man, I don't don't envy you, brother. I don't envy you I've been gone for a little while, so you know, I come back and she's gone, so I don't know how to take that. (laughs) (laughs) We have an awesome lady with us today, and a very awesome lady that has offered to share some some recent challenges that I know is going to that other real estate professionals are going to want to tune into. This is going to be one of your most important uh, podcasts that you listen to this week, folks. I promise you that this is really going to be important. Um, in in my thirty seven years, Jason, just so you know, and by the way, Miss Mrs. Laura Pierce, yes, we're so glad to have you with us. Thank you. From from, and I think you're with Realty One Group Music City, right? Yes. Yeah, we're so proud of you. But anyways. In my 37 years of in doing this uh, real estate thing, I don't know that I've ever in my entire career ever recommended someone consider suing someone, you know, in our, in our position, okay? Because, you know, for all the reasons. None of us like to get caught up in negative energy. Right. And, you know, we work off sometimes a trust relationship that's, you know, you know we probably shouldn't. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about our sponsor. But, yes. you know, I'm so grateful for you. Lord, to be here to share this with us so that those who are listening uh, don't have to have to experience this kind of pain and suffering. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. So the talk of Music City is available at popular. Oh, no, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Music City Removal is the number one junk removal service in Nashville. From residential, commercial, and construction, they're experts in ridding you of junk. Their costs include labor and dumping fees without any hidden or added expenses. Whether you need a full clean out or just one item removed, they have you covered. The Music City Removal team knows the importance of respect and trust while in someone else's home. They understand the inconvenience of junk left behind by previous homeowners and tenants and are determined to provide an affordable and customer-focused junk removal service that puts you first. For a free on-site estimate, just go to musiccityremoval.com. That's musiccityremoval.com. Music City Removal, because clutter ain't cute. Shazam! It ain't, cl- <laughs> <laughs> it ain't cute. And neither is... The topic of what we're going to be sharing today, it's not cute, is it? Not at Laura, all. It's, it's painful. And again, I want, to, I want to reiterate that I'm so grateful, you know, so often, and we're just talking about this, so often in our industry, we end up having to learn, you know, what other people have already learned because there just wasn't maybe a really open level of communication or maybe sometimes caring hearts or whatever because historically this industry has been kind of a lone ranger kind of uh, approach in a lot of ways unless somebody's on a team but i've seen even teams not communicate at the level that would be beneficial because of the competitive nature of sometimes of a team and though we enjoy a great competitive nature in our organization it's not a cutthroat kind it's the kind that's cheering people on and and uh, i'm grateful for that but anyhow today's topic is 
is uh, so fresh and painful right now that you're dealing with. And yeah. so give us, give us some backstory. First of all, who are you? How long you've been in real estate? And, um, and you, little, about your experiences, we like to know who we're talking to and, and uh, hearing from and, and share, share that with us. You live here locally in what, Spring Hill, Thompson Station? Where do you live? Um, I've been in Franklin for oh, over Franklin, 20 okay. years. Um, just moved five miles down the road to Thompson Station. Okay. So um, Williamson County is definitely home for mm-hmm. me. Um, my first career was in healthcare. Oh, that's right. You're a nurse. So, yeah. So um, a very camaraderist, is that a word? You know, a lot mm-hmm. of camaraderie, a mm-hmm. lot of um, everyone working together to... Mm-hmm benefit the patient you know Mm -hmm. you can have different opinions different approaches but you all come together to the same goal goal. Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um so when i started my real estate career five years ago the dog eat dog you know stab you in the back you know um mentality was very foreign to me Mm. um i'm very trusting by nature very compassionate Mm -hmm. um naive my husband would say (laughs) um to the real ways of the world Mm -hmm. um he's always been corporate I could never last in a corporate world. Um, So I've learned some things um, along the way, I think the hard way. Um, The situation that I'll share is one of them. So, um, and whenever I go through something, whether it's good or bad, I've learned to like take a step back and really think about what I went through or Mm -hmm. what I was blessed with um, and who I can share that with. So. Like with a blessing, I want to share that blessing. Mm-hmm. I want to incorporate others in that. Um, whether it be monetary, I'm looking for ways that I could take a small portion and you know give some to someone else. Or if it's just a good experience, I want more people to experience that. Mm-hmm. Um, with a bad situation, I want to either find someone that I can commiserate with, <laughs> or you know, because sometimes it's just knowing that someone else is going through sure. something. Sure makes that other person feel better Mm -hmm. or i want to be able to take my experience share what i went through so no one else has to go through it and that's you know so much value in that right you know i appreciate that heart yeah again because you're having to relive some of this pain you know that you that is so fresh and the expense of this pain and the investment of trying to make this pain you know go away or, or be rectified and yeah. And so I know you're having to relive this, but uh, again, I just thank you so much because I really believe there's going to be somebody watching this, listening to it, that <clears throat> that will make some modifications that are going to help prevent that from happening t- to them. Yeah. Okay. Well, like I said, coming from a different world, a different profession, um, some of the things that I've learned is um, that not everyone thinks like I do. Not mm-hmm. everyone has the morals that I do. Not everyone has the integrity that I do. Um, that was hard for me to, to realize. Um, also how important documentation is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, you know, not just having it written down, but just the fact that the forms that we fill out, they are legal binding contracts. And I think a lot of times we fly around these papers. We tell people just, oh, just tap, tap the button and sign it, you mm-hmm. know, without really explaining mm-hmm. the document to them mm-hmm. and without understanding how much weight and clout it carries. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess I'll just explain my situation. Yeah, yeah, no, that's now. Well, um, I just want to emphasize what she was saying, and, you know, because that's one of the things that we teach our agents is that every single word on those documents matter, yeah. and you need to know them, and you need to understand what it is conveying, and before you ask 
anybody to put their signature on it, right. you need to have that discussion with them. And But just like you said, I think people just get so lackadaisical and just send it over. Right. Hey, here's some right. stuff, read it over. If you got questions, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just not being a professional. Every There's blank a, needs to be filled out too, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, but yeah, uh, so share with us um, what, what your experience was. Okay, so um, I obtained some clients through a referral. So um, a girl that I know, a young lady, um, put her license and referral status and referred me these clients who are from um, another state mm-hmm. um, coming to Nashville to buy their second home. Um, the situation became a little convoluted or just, you know, hairy in that my girlfriend's father works with the gentleman client. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was that business relationship because I have had several people say to me, and I've learned with experience, that not everyone is someone you want to work with. You know, so I've had people say to me, you know, why didn't you dump them a long time ago? Like, why didn't you? First of all, there was that relationship that I was trying to preserve course now we're suing but anyway um, i I know when we first met you first came to work with realty one group i remember you talking about these folks and i I said boy you god bless you for your patience because at that point it had been quite a while if i recall a year and a half yeah and and Mm. and i and and you just wanted to because of that connection you know with the the friend's father and you wanted to honor that and god bless you you know i mean you must have been a nurse in another life. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, my young friend, she just got married. She could use the referral, you know, yeah. money. It was just a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Two, admittedly, I'm very competitive mm-hmm. and um, tenacious. And by golly, they were going to close a house with me. I mean, I was <laughs> I just like it. that determined. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, sometimes, I mean, we want to uh, glow in our tenaciousness or our, our, our never die attitude and so forth. And. And sometimes it's time to maybe consider, reconsider yes. that. Because I know what's happened over the years sometime, and I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I want to make no. sure that we're, you know, everybody's identifying with this. We get so invested in somebody, and we look at, oh, I got all this time invested, I can't walk away now, right. even though I'm not getting a good vibe from where we're heading here or whatever. I've got some, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride this through because I'm not going to walk away from this level of investment of time and so forth. Anyway, so let's uh, let's continue the story. Yeah, and in hindsight, I should have walked away. I mean, for sure. These people, um, were we did not think alike. They mm-hmm. did not appreciate me. Um, it was, my mother was like, you're being abused. I mean, it was, it was mm-hmm. a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> so for a year and a half, um, they would come down from their state, and I would try to, you know, we'd spend weekends, eight hours a day, looking for homes. So in the course of that time, we i wrote 13 offers for them they were actually under contract six times Mm. um every single one they backed out of um three of which were exactly one week before closing holy cow um they managed Mm. to get their earnest money back on all of those transactions um they had their bank right that they were no longer able to fund Um, So one thing I learned in that regard, because I was doing my job in contacting the lender and, you know, the lender was saying, oh, everything's great. You know, we're moving forward. My mistake there was I did not document it. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm not a computer person. I'm I'm old. I'm antiquated. I like to talk to people. Mm -hmm. So those were all phone conversations Mm -hmm. that I had with the lender. Didn't follow it up with like, thank you so much for our conversation this mm-hmm. afternoon. I'm glad things are moving forward. Like, I didn't have any paper trail for that. Mm-hmm. So lesson number one is um, when working with a lender, I think on either side, is to follow it up with an email. 
that's something I learned. Um, but regardless, um, after six contracts, they backed out of all of them. Oh. And a month later, I found out they were. Now, what, what happened before though? That yeah. is, didn't, what did they say? How did they, how, how where's the, where was the relationship as far as you knew? As, what do you mean? Well, before the, before the next step happened. Oh, well, we were, we're under a buyer's rep agreement, you know. Right, that part, but yes. But my understanding is they said, you know, we're heading back oh. to North. and then Yeah, we'll so <clears throat> I've done a, I did do a good job of the documentation I had. I kept, like my, I don't delete a text until like we're closed and it's like a month later. So I had a text trail. I had all of the emails that I had sent to them, I had all of the emails that I had sent to like the listing agents of all 13 offers I put in, um, six under contract. So I have all of that documentation. Mm -hmm. So I did receive a text message um, on May 3rd from the woman um, saying that, hey, this market's crazy right now. We're gonna be heading back to our state for the summer. You know, I'll keep you posted. The last words to me. Mm -hmm come to find out the very next day they were under contract on a 2.3 million dollar house with wow. another agent mm -hmm. so um mm. once i picked myself up oh off my the goodness. floor <laughs> and i checked with my friend's father to be you know explain the situation i was like hey this is what's gone on and he was a privy he was aware of everything over mm. the year and a half you know i basically asked his permission like you know and I want to, my gut, you know, punch reaction was I'm suing these people. Um, but I wanted to think about it, pray about it. And I wanted his blessing, I guess. Um, he told me to go for it. <laughs> yeah, really. So how did uh, you yeah. find out the next day? So I had a conversation with my girlfriend. Um, and like I said, her father and, okay. you know, the client worked together. So she said, yeah, my dad mentioned to him, you know, brought it up and said, hey, how's the house hunting in, in Nashville going? And he got very, you know, quiet. It was like mm. an awkward pause and he changed the subject mm. very quickly. So I was actually um, drinking my coffee already on my computer when my girlfriend was telling me this. So I went over to the tax records and saw that, you know, they had purchased or, yeah, purchased that house at that point. Um, so literally I shot back, my chair hit the floor. Oh I mean, goodness. I was like in oh. disbelief. So, oh. um, but anyway, so yeah, I, um, I thought about it and prayed about it and um, realized that the right thing to do mm -hmm. was to hold them accountable to the buyer's rep agreement. Um, some of the things that I've learned about that document is number one, how important it is. Mm -hmm how important it is to explain it so that your client definitely understands and also um, the verbiage to put on the different lines too. Yeah, I really wanna go, I wanna go into that line by line, um, Laura, and I really appreciate what you've come up with on this. Has this been with the guidance of your attorney, I yes. assume? Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. Yep. Uh, now, before we do this, so I wanna, I wanna underline something here for everybody just so there's no misunderstanding here, okay? I am not a proponent <clears throat> of somebody showing somebody a house and in that documentation, one of those documents that wasn't well explained, nor the ramifications of that document explained. And there's like a one-time deal and now, now they're under a, an agreement, okay? I am not a proponent of that. I can't tell you how many times that I have had somebody from another organization who didn't explain it 
and the, the buyers maybe got frustrated and stumbled on one of our agents and our agent got them to the finish line. And now all of a sudden that agent who had written one contract a year ago, but had them sign an indefinite ending on the, I mean, just a, a really, you know, <clears throat> and so technically they were supposed to be underneath uh, or in that agent's somewhat control <laughs> regarding their commitment to, to signing a buyer's agent agreement. But there was no explanation made. There was no service rendered to speak of you know there was just kind of maybe a one-time shot and and that was it i mean you know as an example there's a large tech company in town here that for a while when the market was so ridiculous one of one of our, our clients asked to wanted to look at the house called the company and they said well, you'll have to write an offer before you, we'll show you the house. You remember that, Jason? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, absurd. I mean, now why would they do that? Except one reason would be now they've got a buyer's rep agreement signed and now they've got a buyer locked in theoretically because, you know, there's a so lot like of... you got to pass the bill before we can see what's in it? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I imagine, went there. <laughs> imagine that. So I'm, I'm not advocating, um, you know, that kind of behavior, that kind of lack of service, that lack, lack of communication and explanation. Okay, just want to be clear on that. Yeah. Um, I, I, but I, I, but in your scenario here, I am a thousand percent because you obviously were very diligent, very professional. Mm -hmm. Multiple offers, one multiple offers backed out of. Yes. Um, that you had worked hard. You know, rep agreements. I oh, mean, over the yeah, course of exactly. a year and a half, I think yeah. they had six buyers rep agreements. Yeah, exactly. They knew what they were signing, and so there's no mystery in that whole process. Okay, I just want to make sure everybody's clear on that. Correct. So I'm not, I'm not advocating laziness, all right? right. I'm not la uh, advocating a lack of communicating uh, because I'm really tired of seeing sometimes, you know, I, we had a Trek complaint recently filed against one of our agents for that very reason. And yet the agent tried to say, well, you know, I, I explained it to him. In, in course, according to the customer, they had no clue. I mean, they barely spoke the language. There was oh. no clue of what they had signed. And, and we got to remember that. Let's be professionals. Okay, I'll, I'll stop that rant. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so I'll just go through um, the buyer's rep that they were under at the time that this occurred um, for the general description, size and location, which is section A. Well, before we dive into that, oh, I'm so sure. sorry. No. Uh, would you explain to us why this became important to um, that we're actually about to discuss it? Yeah, um, let's talk. What, yes. How it ended up where this verbiage is okay, yeah. or how this came about. Yeah. So <clears throat> because what you did is what most of us do. Right. So okay. how I had filled out my buyer's rep that they were under was um, in section A, general description, size and location. I will fully admit this was like my sixth buyer's rep agreement with them. I was trying to get it done because we were putting in an offer. We were up against another offer. It was one of those like mm -hmm. very hastily sure. you know, filled out, sent to sign. So in my haste, I wrote general description, size and location. I simply put Nashville. Mm -hmm. Um, price budget or price range in terms. I am very respectful of people's budgets. Mm -hmm. If you tell me, you know, 700,000 and less, that is what I'm going to put on the form. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like I need to validate the client that I've heard you mm -hmm. be respectful of dollars. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one of our biggest complaints. Somebody, yeah. they said I didn't want to spend more than 500 and they keep sending me 600. Right. You know? yeah. So the, yeah, absolutely. And I would never do that because yeah. of course I'm going to fall in love with a house that's more right, than right, I can right. afford. So again, on that buyer's rep agreement, they had told me 1.5 and under. So that is what I, you know, wrote. Um, and those are the two things that have come back to, to haunt me. 
Um, the house that they did finally purchase was um, in Brentwood, so not Nashville. Um, and it was for 2.3 and not the 1.5 and under that they had instructed me. So that is their response to mm -hmm. my demand of them to pay me my commission is that the buyer's rep did not include the property that they ultimately purchased hmm. five weeks or, or under contract a month after we backed out of the, the sixth contract. Um, so that having been said, um, you know, again, I'm kind of doing this to myself because I have documentation that states otherwise. I have documentation that I showed them um, a total of six homes um, through showing time in Brentwood. So we did explore yeah. outside of Nashville. In mm -hmm. fact, the day the buyer's rep was written, um, and the reason I did it so quickly, was um, we put an offer in on a home in the Governor's Club. Mm -hmm. So definitely Brentwood. So even though my form says Nashville, you were interested in a Brentwood home that day. Um, so, and I also have record of all of the homes that I showed them, you know, through showing time. Some of the, I, I know I showed them more in, in Brentwood in particular, um, calling, you know, some say call the listing agent, you know, whatever. But sure. I have documentation of six, and that is a very important thing. Again, I mentioned I'm not real computer savvy. I'm not always in front of my computer. I'd like to talk to people. From now on, I will be booking all of my showings through the showing center, like through, you know, online computer. And there is a section that it asks you um, buyer's name. Now, it's optional. You don't mm -hmm. have to put it in. And, you know, part of me is like, why do they need to know that? I'm not going to put my buyer's name in there. You know, they're going to steal my buyer. <laughs> but... And, and, and be honest with you, let's pause here for a second. That's what's kept me from doing that as well, knowing that it was owned by Zillow. Right. I just didn't trust that whole scenario, but I guess you don't have to put any other identifying characteristics there other than their name. Right, I guess. just last name, you right, know. Right. Um, okay. Okay. So, you know, when I went back and pulled um, through Showing Time the 80 plus homes I could highlight and show that I had shown them. 80? Oh it's it over 80, yes. And actually, we went back to some like three and four times. So, but yes, 80 different oh individual goodness. homes. Um, How many offers are getting written? We wrote 13 offers yeah. and were accepted on six. Uh, so, wow. I, I definitely, hey, it was, I, I know how to fill out a contract now. I yeah. mean, it was, you know, I learned a lot. But, um, well, the, you know, I know this is probably silly, but part of that pain and suffering that I feel there is that in every event, that was accepted, every offer that was accepted, you had to sell yourself and your clients to that agent. Multiple offers. A, a another you know, level of trust had to be extended that was then just you know, jeopardized, obviously, in the yeah. eyes of that other agent who they walk away at the last hour. How frustrating is that? How embarrassing is that? Sure. Mm -hmm. How monumentally wrong is that you know, from... You know, from everybody's perspective, other than I guess theirs. So anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, continue. I probably have a very re bad reputation in the Green well, I mean, area. Well, I, I mean, I won't honestly. deal with certain agents if I can help it because of that kind of silliness. Yeah. You know, I feel like well, they don't have control of their agents, so I don't want to deal with work with or their buyers and so. And I, I know sometimes we just can't. This yeah. is obviously a screaming example of that. Right, it is, and you know, because this is no reflection on you, certainly. No, yeah. Other than you're, we're too damn patient. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. um where was I? I uh, so anyway, so yeah, the buyer's rep agreement has come back to haunt me because they did purchase a home that was very different, you know, outside of the scope. 
that you of the buyer's the, rep yeah. that I had had. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I do have the documentation of the text messages she sent me, mm-hmm. of um, emails she sent me, um, the showing time. I was able to print and highlight all of the addresses that I had shown them. Of course, that could be argued in that how do we know that you showed these 80 homes to the to the client to the last name just because you showed them doesn't right mean they showed because them i did not fill out that box you know with their last name which i will do from now on mm-hmm. um hoping no one you know purges them but i will i will take that next step because then emphatically without a doubt you know these 80 homes were shown to you you know mm-hmm. right. when you wind up in a court of law right so which we hope never happens but just in case let's be smart yeah so how do you um i'm curious then some of those things that were vague about like location like price range what's the what's the better way of approaching that because i think that's where the real i mean we know as professionals something like this could happen to somebody else and never happened to me i'm sure you'd felt that way as well now we know it can happen to anybody if it happened to you as kind and considerate as you've been but how do we keep this from happening again? I mean, so the location, for instance, how do we put the location there when we know? I mean, there's an old saying that says buyers are liars, you know, yeah. sellers are too, because they don't know what they want, you know, until they get there and so forth. I get all that. But what do you do now to protect yourself from getting too pushed into a corner as far as location and on, a, on that agreement? Yeah, um, I think it it would be termed be vaguely specific, I guess. Vaguely specific. <laughs> is like how, it. It's vaguely kind of specific. what I've, the new catchphrase. So like under the general description, size and location, um, you want to encompass any and all property. So one thing that, you know, I'm going to be writing from here forward is um, to say any property within the state of Tennessee that the client instructs the agent to pursue. Wow. And then, you know, I think most- Can you say that one more time? I'm sorry. Because this is really, really important. I've always just put, you know, a a town or whatever. I just kind of slapped it together. I never (laughs) got that specific, that vaguely specific. (laughs) Um, Any property within the state of Tennessee that the client instructs the agent to pursue. Um, And as a buyer, I think you want to know that you're heard. Mm And that if you tell somebody, I want a three bedroom, two bath and hermitage. So I will then include um, maybe a phrase such as, or for example, like three bedroom, two bath and hermitage. Like, I think you need to honor what they're telling you and, you know, let them know mm-hmm. that you hear them. So that very vague general description that I said. And so then, such as, say such that as. and then say yes. such as, so that yes. you're hearing them, but you're also, you know, covering yes. yourself. Got it. Okay. So. Um, same concept for price range and terms. Um, from now on, mine will say budget and terms subject to change at the buyer's and lender's instruction. Wow. So, um, you know, not only can the buyer tell you that their budget has changed, but you can also hear that information from the lender. Right. Who is probably a little more accurate <laughs> in that situation. So right. um, that's what my price range and terms. say that one more time too, sure. please? Budget. These two first lines are really, really critical, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> Budget and terms subject to change at the buyer's and lender's instruction or discretion, whichever word you prefer. Okay. So um, sources to be searched, um, you know, we have a variety of, you know, avenues to find somebody a house. So mm-hmm. in order to try to encompass all of them, um, first, of, of course, our MLS, um, inner office relationships, um, real estate forums, 
for sale by owners and real estate publications and websites. I think mm-hmm. that kind of covers everything. Covers all of mm-hmm. the areas. Mm-hmm. Um, other terms and condition, you know, my lawyer did say that, you know, if there is a blank, something needs to be in it or mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. So other terms and conditions, you know, most often will write none at this time. So, um, and I, instead of just saying none or none at this time, meaning that the time you're signing the document, there's nothing that you know of. Mm. So, um, so property is exempt again, none at this time. Although if your client does instruct you like, Hey, I really hate those tall, skinny houses, you know, those HPRs, Mm -hmm. um, again, say none at this time, but I would also state client stated they do not desire HPRs, but subject to change at buyer's discretion again, because if they tell you they, you know, if HPRs are exempt on this form Mm -hmm. and then they go out and behind your back (laughs) go buy an HPR, Mm -hmm. they'll say that they don't owe you anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you excluded them. Right, Mm -hmm. because you specifically excluded that. So that's just, you know, some ways to be vaguely specific in filling out the form. Vaguely specific. (laughs) Things like this is the reason we now have many pages of a purchase True. and sell agreement. Yeah. Um, you know, Monty remembers chiseling on a piece of rock. <laughs> we, just, oh, wow. we just put it, we just put it on side around the, tablets. Side the cave, you know. It's like, okay, this is yours. No, but seriously, my, you know, I'll never forget that um, back then, there was one page on both sides and it covered everything, whether it was VA, FHA, you know, yeah. whatever, just one, wow. one page. And now we think, but it's because of accumulation of lawsuits, you know. We, yeah. We're at a closing um, just... Monday and the actually the client asked because it was something that we not, none of us had heard of it and and uh, she said was it because of a lawsuit and yeah I'm assuming it probably was there was another lawsuit is why that's now a new new document yeah. unfortunately yeah. that's the world we live in but uh, Laura is there any other th- there any other nuggets from this experience that you can share with um, the uh, viewers and listeners that could be helpful I mean I'm so grateful that you're gone through this painful experience again i'd still be limping i'm afraid if mm. if somebody played that game because to me the money is really important but <clears throat> that you know that gratitude thing you know is part of what i live for as well you know yeah. right to know you're giving your heart out like that for somebody and you know it's it's been compromised multiple times is so stinking painful yeah. and then that dog terminus that you're you know that you're that's part of you to to make sure that you get to the finish line for all the reasons that you shared you know, to have that come back and I uh, can't imagine the shock and disappointment and hurt that yeah. you must have felt when you saw that tax record showing that they had bought a, a home, regardless of price point. Yeah, it rubs it in to, to think it's almost even a million dollars more than what they were looking at, sure. you know. But just the fact that they had literally, you know, turned their backs on, on all the effort that you, in good faith, that you had put in there. I think that's, you know, part of the worst part of it. That's why we sh- I was sharing yesterday on a huddle call about, you know, the importance of MQCA, motivated, qualified, coachable, and appreciative. And, of course, they were missing a couple of those ingredients. Yeah. They weren't coachable. Yeah. Sure as hell not appreciative. No. And, um, you know, I'm not sure about the qualification. You know, their intent uh, was, you know, anyway. So, and not that, again, that we can tr- control that. I just think it's a, a good benchmark to always be v- viewing folks from as far as are they are they you know are they motivated do they really want to seriously buy something or sell something 
Otherwise, it's like trying to push a string uphill. Are they qualified to get to the finish line? If they're not qualified, then it doesn't matter how motivated they are. And if they're not coachable, it's like the three-year-old driving the school bus. We all know that that's you know chaotic and yeah. we'll never get to the finish line on time. Or And, of course, the appreciation part. That, to me, I, tell, I, I know, again, again, it's kind of crazy, but that's one of the most important parts to me, and I, I just hate that for you. I hate it for them because they can't feel good about themselves. I don't care how cold-hearted they are. they got to feel really bad that because they know in their hearts what you had given to them. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. a mystery no. that you spent untold hours and effort and reputation and everything, and then to, and then to treat you like that. I'm just, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. No, they were N-O-N-E, none of the above. None yeah. of the above, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I, I think the things that I've learned is definitely, like I said, how important the documentation is. Mm-hmm that it is a very legal binding um, document to take seriously, all of them, but especially the buyer's rep. I think we fill that out very flippantly. We don't understand its worth and merit. Um, And then two, come to realize that I don't really wanna work with everyone, Mm -hmm. um, different types of people, if we're not gonna get along and, um, you know, they're not gonna appreciate, you know, I. My first career in healthcare was because I am very compassionate with people and mm-hmm. you get that immediate gratification when they achieve a goal and you know when they get better and that's why I do real estate too is I love helping people so if I can help them find their house and you know they're happy and um, you know without that it's like why do you do the job I mean of course there's a paycheck involved but that's not what motivates me anyway mm-hmm. yeah, um, me I understand. Yeah. And that's very key is that um, that's one thing I love about being an entrepreneur is we have the ability to say who we're going to work with and who we're not going to work with. You know, yeah. when we're hired by somebody else, we're at the mercy of what they tell us to do. And I think a lot of agents, um, they just look at the money. Yeah. And, you know, even looking at forums and stuff, I'll see questions similar to that being posed. Hey, would you continue working? They're like, I would take them. You know, it's still a paycheck. And I'm like, all right, you go get beat up. Mm-hmm. You let your, uh, you know, mm-hmm. your pride and it's all that. Worth you know, it. It's not worth it. Yeah. To me, I would more, I would love to, you know, my happiness is more valuable yeah. than that paycheck this one person is going to give me. And yeah. when I can go in a good mindset, create more uh, more relationships and more business yeah. because whenever they do that's a that it's a mind suck yeah and mm-hmm. you know you had that black cloud and like you know every time the phone rings and it's them you're like oh yeah yeah i mean yeah, it's it's not problem. worth it no it's uh, not i look at the same thing when we're recruiting agents to the organization you know yesterday as an example i had an agent reach out last week wanting to get together last week and i, I provided a time and then she couldn't make it and then then she said, okay, you know, if you can, you know, Monday, Monday at noon would be perfect and blah, blah, blah. And I, so I said, so I worked around my schedule around Monday at noon. At 12.15, she had not shown up, and I sent out a, a text and, and said, are, are you still on for today? And she goes, well, you know, I was about to let you know that it's not going to work out for me today. You know, can we reschedule later in the week? And I said, you know, I said, you know, I, what I've learned is that sometimes it's, you know, it's, this is kind of like a first date. And if a first date doesn't show up, it's a no show. That's yeah. probably not a great fit. Mm-hmm. And I said, no offense here, but I don't, I think you probably, you know, need to consider other companies. I don't think this will be a great fit because we're looking, we're looking for folks 
that understand that MQCA, you know, they, sure. then they're going to be appreciative, at least respectful of my time. Right. And, and that's, that, that's big. It's not going to get any better than that, that first experience, probably, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Laura, we're so grateful for you. Very You're grateful. such an awesome, awesome heart in this family of professionals. We're so grateful for that. And Well, thank you for letting me share this, because like I said, I don't want anyone else to have to be in the position that yeah. I'm in. So and that, that's um, really just exemplifies your caring heart for not just your clients, but your, your peers as well. And so thank you so much. And, yeah, and again, thank everybody, thank you for joining us today. We're, we're so uh, blessed to be um, in front of you and, or you're listening to us today and be sure and check out future episodes of the talk of music city, real We're so grateful that you're with us. Be sure and check us out next week as well. Bye for now.